This is Into Words with Shola, the podcast, and I'm your host, Shola. Hi guys, welcome to episode two of Into Words with Shola. So I planned to record on a completely different topic, but I changed it because I feel this is important. For the past few days, Nigerians have been protesting, and if you're on social media, you might have come across the NSARS hashtag or NSWAT and police brutality. And I'm dedicating this podcast episode to bring it to light in my own way. So first things first, what is SARS? SARS is a Nigerian police force unit that was created in 1992. The acronym actually stands for Special Anti-Robbery Squad, meaning that the proposed job of the appointed officials in this category is to protect people, the Nigerian people, from armed robbery. And they are also appointed to deal with crimes and other forms of theft like cattle rustling, motor vehicle um, theft, and apparently also kidnapping. So why are people protesting? We're protesting because over the years, some SARS officials have continuously abused their position. Um, We've heard of cases of false arrest, bribery, theft, and even killings of young Nigerians. Most of the arrests and killings have been based on unsubstantial and unserious claims. For example, arresting young Nigerian citizens who have dreadlocks, tattoos, extra piercings, and claiming that they are fraudsters, or harassing young Nigerian citizens in some cases and sexually assaulting them, raping them, and even killing these citizens. Now, obviously, there's an underlying problem here with the stigmatization of young people who fall into this category. You know, when you begin to profile people who have tattoos and dreadlocks and stereotypically associate them with drug use, robbery, troublemaking, or vandalism? Does having extra piercings as a guy make you a criminal, or even as a human being, does that make you a criminal? No. This is why people are protesting. We've also heard of other, I guess, crimes and atrocities that some of these people have committed. They've been stealing. They've been asking for bribes. They've. We've heard examples of SARS officials stopping people on the road and taking them to the nearest ATMs to withdraw money from their accounts. You know, they're not, they harass people and they don't let them go until they are given bribes. And for those that refuse, some of them are put in jail, some of them are killed, some of them are beaten and then let go of, you know. Also, police officers and officials within, I guess, the general police unit in Nigeria are not being treated fairly. They're not being taken care of. Their salaries are pretty low. They too are being cheated and it's hard to live in these conditions when you are not being paid properly. You can't pay your rent. You can't take care of your family as you ought to. You can't pay for healthcare. Um, And obviously what they would do is they would ask for bribes because they don't have enough money on their, like to live off of their salaries, you know? And while I say this, I am not justifying them killing people or asking for bribes, but we have to recognize that the systems that they have set up have been highly unfair to them. And it is a problem that we also need to consider. Guys, corruption is a beast. It's a massive beast. And we have to be able to address the underlying factors that actually persist within corruptive systems of government. And while all those things are bad, that's not all. People have come out to protest and are asking for 
a reform of the police unit. But we've we've come out and are demanding for five things, first and foremost, that need to be done. And we've hashtagged it five for five. These are our five demands to the Nigerian government. Um, and this is dated the 11th of October. So it's been a while I've been asking for this now, but I'm just going to read them out to you. Number one, immediate release of all arrested protesters. Two, justice for all deceased victims of police brutality and appropriate compensation for their families. Three, setting up an independent body to oversee the investigation and prosecution of all reports of police misconduct within 10 days. Four, in line with the new police act, psychological evaluation and retraining to be confirmed by an independent body of all disbanded SARS officers before they can be redeployed. Five, increase police salary so that they are adequately compensated for protecting lives and property of citizens. And we're asking that they tick all these boxes and it is signed by Nigerian youth. And this is what we are asking for. So if you hashtag five for five, um, you, you'll, prob- you'll probably see this list up on social media. Share it as much as you can because this is what we're asking for from the Nigerian government and from the different, I guess, state governors as well. So yes, people have come out to protest on the streets and we are protesting. But in some states, some protesters have been hurt and some have even been killed. On the other hand, protesters have been branded by some leaders as people who are troublemakers, people who are being disruptive. They've tried in many ways to silence protesters. They've even tried to ban some protests in some states. But we've shown up and we've shown out peacefully. Peacefully is the key word. See, Nigerians are fed up. We're angry. We are grieving, you know. And imagine losing your loved one or your siblings to police brutality. Or losing your children to police brutality and you know that they are not criminals. You know, imagine imagine being in that position and being wronged by that system. And being wronged by a unit that was made to protect you. This is the problem. Imagine losing your loved one to SARS and then not having enough information about why exactly they were killed. What transpired because they were killed unjustly. This is why we're protesting. We're protesting for the mother, for the father, for the sister, for the brother. You know, for these people who are grieving, for the, for the citizens who have been sexually assaulted, who have been sexually abused, or even killed after being sexually abused, for the young people who have been beaten, wrongly profiled, falsely accused, and arrested. This is why we're protesting. In the face of all this, it's easy to be discouraged. It's very easy to get discouraged. But there have been a lot of things that have been so encouraging to me that I thought I'd share. So what is commendable? Number one, unity. Not only have Nigerians been peacefully protesting, we've really come together as a people in this time. I've seen businesses, catering services provide food for protesters. Christians come out to host prayer walks as part of the protest. I've seen Muslims, free thinkers and Christians looking out for each other during prayer time and really guarding each other's spaces and respecting those spaces. I've seen solar panel stations provided to charge phones for free for the protesters. I've seen Nigerians come together to distribute resources to people who lack resources. I've seen people share record deals, scholarships, and upkeep, all because people came together for a cause, a cause that is 
I guess for the benefit of all, all Nigerians, I won't even all Nigerians, no cap. I've seen people with power and influence amplify voices. A woman I respect so much that we've been seeing, Mrs. Aisha Yesufu, who stood for and is still standing for the cause. She stood and marched in protest in the face of bullets, tear gas, and water being thrown at her, you know? And she's not the only one. There are a lot of people like that, but just to name a few, Rinu Odwala, Faye Kemi Abudu, and the organization Feminist Co. These people have stood so defiantly, you know, they've provided information. They've really helped protesters navigate these spaces. Also, I've seen um, young musicians that for time have been discredited because of the kind of music they produce. I've seen them come out and use their influence for a great cause. Fowls, Davido, Whiskey, Fino, Flavor, these people, just to name a few, Dremel, Kiss Daniel, and I've seen many more, many more. That's honestly just to name a few. You know, they are the ones who look responsible. I use that term really loosely. And I say that because they've been discredited by a lot of people and demonized as well, you know, for being unserious or being misleading. These are the people that are coming out to actually stand up for what is right. And I've also seen Nigerian youths They've been looking out for each other on the streets, speaking to reporters, giving space for each other to thrive as a diverse body. You know, that is resilience. And it's something that is commendable, something that is worth commending, you know, something that is worth celebrating, even in the midst of this, that we're standing as one voice, as one people. You know, it's very okay and noble to hold your leaders accountable. It's very okay to challenge them peacefully, when they do not keep their promises, it's very okay to call them out when they neglect their own people. Your leaders are there to serve you. And if they are not doing that, then they are not leading you properly. And that is unjust. Some governors have started acting accordingly, but the aim is to ask for our rights, you know, and we're not going to stop protesting until they do as we have said. <laughs> oh, and let's not forget... <laughs> Nigerians in the diaspora who have marched, written letters, spread information, etc. I fall into that category and every fiber in me wants to be back home right now at the Lekki Toll Gate protesting. But I'm protesting from here and other Nigerians are protesting from their respective diasporic spaces. You know, we are making this known to people. We want justice too. We want change. We do not want to continue managing a system that has failed us for many years now. Generally and ultimately, this system has failed us. It has cheated people, excluded people, it has classed people. Our leaders and people in power generally have not allowed for equal distribution of resources, funds, labor, and many more things. So this is only the beginning. And we will continue to call, call our leaders out, hold them accountable, make sure that they can give account of the things that they are doing all their actions, all the things that they are putting forward. You know, right now, we're so proud to be Nigerians here. Honestly, I cannot tell you how how proud we are to be Nigerians in the diaspora as well. I've always been proud to be Nigerian, but seeing people back home now has made me even more confident. These people are giving me life. Like, honestly, Nigerians, honestly, I look at, I saw a meme, when was it? Some, I think today, actually. I saw a meme today and I was like, 
oh, the meme was, had a picture of this person crying in bed and was like, every Nigerian in the diaspora now looking at Nigerians back home at the protest. And it's so true. All the emotions, man, I feel it on all levels. And honestly, I stand with you guys. I'm fighting with you. I'm Nigerian, so that's my home. And I said to myself two days ago, I was like, Shala, that's your home. That's where you come from. You are a product of that place. I'm so proud to say that, you know, especially in this time now. So it's time we hold our leaders accountable. We're not going to take no for an answer. Enough is enough. We are protesting, but we're protesting against bad governance, neglect, corruption, abuse of power, neglect of police force members and their families. And we want reform. Anyway, that's all from me. End SARS, end SWAT, end police brutality and give us our five for five. That's all I have to say.